Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so glad you're here with us, and I am so thankful to be your host. And we're going to be looking today at how to identify the cities of the plain mentioned back in Genesis, what is it, 14, and then again 18 and 19. Those that were primarily destroyed by God, Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboam, and then Zoar was not destroyed. So let's go ahead and get started. Again, thank you so much for being here. We're in the popular handbook of archaeology and the Bible. Planning on this being a five-part series. Who knows how long it'll really be, but you know how it is. But let's get started We're on page 383. And so it's got the first seven points of identifying the cities of the plain. Storytellers and writers in the ancient Near East did not invent fictitious geographies, but used what was known from personal experience, shared cultural experience, and traditional geographical wisdom. That is actual geography, whether phenomenological or formulaic. So they weren't making up places. Whenever they told stories, it was like the Epic of Gilgamesh and so forth. It would be what they're talking about be real geographic locations. Number two, whether or not ancient stories, together with their characters, are factual or fictitious, they were layered over real-world geography and topography, whether phenomenological or formulaic. Number three, the writer of the Sodom story likely had personal knowledge of the geography he utilized, perhaps awareness based on experience. It sure seems that right, reading the Bible text, reading the Bible as history. Number four, Genesis 13, 1 through 12, is the only narrative passage among the Sodom tales uh, marking out the location of the cities of the plain by employing geographical data points. Directions and a conscientious attempt to place them in real-world context shared by the readers. All valid points to this point. Number five, the Genesis passage in question contains both specific and approximate Geographical quantities, A, Egypt, yeah, B, the Negev, southern part of Israel, yeah, C, Bethel, A-I, yeah, next, the place of the altar to Yahweh, a hill between Bethel and A-I, and next, the Kakar, Hebrew, of the Jordan. I mentioned that in some previous podcasts as well. Kind of like a valley, meadow, trying to look to think of an accurate designation of the Kakar. Plain, I think that's, that's translated biblically, so it would be the best. Number six, outside the Old Testament, among the Semitic cognates, an Egyptian Kakar, Kakar, Hakaru, Kirkur, is never used as a geographical reference, but means only talent, a flat, circular weight of metal, or circular flat loaf of bread. In Egyptian, there's also the meaning to draw a circle in the sand with a stick. And number seven, kakar, disc or circle. In Old Testament Hebrew, likewise, refers well over 50 times to a talent of metal or a circular flat loaf of bread. These meanings never use the definitive article or the definite article suggesting its general, substantive, non-locative quality in such context. And so that would, to me, that's basically the plane.
We're going to go over some more of these later. Probably just keep going. Any, I've got so many podcasts to get to, you wouldn't believe. But let me just say this. God bless you, and we appreciate you being here. Pray for us. Join us daily. Check out our other podcast on biblical archaeology today. Join us over at New Life of Albany, Georgia on YouTube and Facebook. And we'll say God bless you. And you may want to make a journal or notebook of things you find interesting. Bye-bye.